Ah, summer. The best time of the year usually doesn't come with a great deal. Soaring temperatures come with soaring prices. But what if there was another way? With IKEA, your summer plans can last longer than two weeks of vacation and be more affordable. At IKEA, everyone can have lounge chair access. No reservations needed. From affordable outdoor furniture to stylish accessories, they have all of the essentials that you need to soak up summer in style, no matter the size of your space. Start planning a better summer with IKEA. It's your outdoor dreams inside your budget. The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey guys, this is Paris Hilton. Trapped in Treatment is back, and this season we're taking on WASP, the worldwide association of specialty programs and schools. They held us in dog cages. They starved us. They beat us. It was trying to brand us. We were going to become the McDonald's of kid treatment. Join my host as they unravel the story of the largest and most shocking organization in the history of the troubled teen industry. Listen to season two of Trapped in Treatment on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. As important as choosing the right destination when traveling is choosing the right travel partner. Gene! Gene Fodor! Gene was good! But be careful, because the worst trips result when two partners have two different agendas. The CIA really need your help, Gene. Freeze, Americano! Gene, run! Listen to Fodor's Guide to Espionage on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I am all in. I am all in with Scott Patterson, an iHeartRadio podcast. Hey everybody, Scott Patterson, uh, one-on-one interview, I Am All In podcast with the one and only John Caprera, who portrayed the character of Brian Fuller, who plays bass guitar in Hep Alien and was a roommate of Zach Ben Gerbig and Lane Kim after Lane moved out of her mother's house, and I wasn't aware of that. I haven't seen that episode yet. Um, oh, have you not? Wait, do you not know? Do you not know my character? Have you not gotten to my character yet? Yes, we have. Oh, you have. We have been introduced to you. Oh, oh, oh right. Quitting, oh, yeah. quitting the band. That was right. your, that was your debut. <laughs> right. You just spo- okay. You just spoiled yourself because you what that what you just read that doesn't happen for a while. I yeah. know. I know. Um. So the first time we see John is in season three, episode four. One's got class. The other one dies. D Y E S. He was part of the reboot. A year in life. You were in 32 episodes of Gilmore during its uh, historic run. And like me, you've actually uh, never seen the show until now for the past few months. John has been watching Gilmore Girls with fans and built a sizable community with them with his own tech platform called Remarkist. Uh, Basically, fans join John every night on Clubhouse to watch and discuss an episode of Gilmore Girls together through the Remarkist app. Boy, you have an app. 
That's got an app. Good you for got you. An app. John has built um, fans, uh, has built a platform where fans can come together and schedule to watch events, special events, cast and crew talk about the episodes. Um, Johnny, welcome. Uh, Thanks we for having ha- me. We, you, how'd you get the role? Let's, let's start at the beginning. How did you get this role? Well, uh, this was actually the second role that I auditioned for. I, I, uh, so I guess it starts with, although Amy and Dan say that it doesn't, I mean, they, I always mention Sean Gunn as a very important part of why I got the role in the show. They, they, they insist like, no, no, we auditioned you. You got the role, had nothing to do with Sean Gunn. But the part that, that, um, that they miss or that they have missed when, when talking about it is the fact that I met Mara Casey through Sean Gunn. Mara Casey is a a close friend. Um, She's a Chicagoan. Um, I'm a Chicagoan. So is Sean. We all kind of came here together. And um, she, of course, knew Sean from from the show. And uh, the the Christmas before I was cast on the show, we had a Christmas party and she was home for the holiday. She she wasn't able to go home for the holiday. So, So we invited her to the Christmas party and I met her there and she's and we had a great conversation and I had really just I'd just been in Los Angeles for about a year and a half um and she said uh I'm gonna I want to try and get you on the show and I was like oh sounds good to me (laughs) uh she brought me in for a role um it's actually the I I can't remember the name of the character but he's one do you remember the brother and sister that um Rory goes to the to the home of that of that um that friend, uh, that the the one who's going to help her get into Yale, like is going to help give her. Oh uh, sure, right. And yeah. he's got the two. He's got the two siblings. Right. He's got the brother and sister, and right. they're like at the table talking trivia and right. stuff. Right. So I I auditioned for for that guy, and and Dan was it seemed really into the audition. I came out of it thinking like, oh, I got that. He was laughing. He was super into it. And then I didn't get it, and I was kind of bummed. And then, and then this role came up, and Mara said that Dan was like, hey, that one guy that that came in for that could you bring him in now that role had had a lot of lines in it i remember you know the other one i remember being like wow i'd really love to grab that that role and then the brian line the brian role had like one line in the first episode Mm -hmm. right so my feeling was like like okay this is cool but he's only got one line never would i have thought that 37 episodes later and five seasons later. Right. So that's like a, a really good lesson for those, uh, that, that old saying, there's no small parts, just small actors. Mm-hmm. Right. As a perfect example. Right. I, I would have assumed that that was the end of the character. And probably if I had been given both on a platter, I would have probably taken the first one as an actor. Cause I had more lines, not realizing of course that five years later, I would have been a part of the show. Well, um, so what do you remember most about the series um, in your time on the show? Um, I mostly, when I think of the series, I mostly think of the people I worked with. I'm, and, and actually, I mostly think of the crew. I think about George Bell. I think about Valerie, Brenda. Um, and of course, I, I, I think about Keiko and Todd because I spent so much time with them. So for me, every time I got the call, that I had an episode, um, it was like, I, I, it, it, I, I always got really excited about it because it was my opportunity to hang out with my friends again. 
Oh, that's nice. Yes. Um, and those friendships uh, continue today, I assume. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. Todd and I are still very, very um, much in touch and close, and so so are Keiko and I. And actually, I I uh, uh, I'm I still keep in touch with Sebastian to to a bit, not as much as the others. But, Re- yeah. Really? What you know? Give yeah. my best to Todd. I saw him up in oh, Canada. Yeah. We were on stage together and had a wonderful time. He's a I wonderful musician and and. Uh, wonderful guy. Just give him my best, would you? I absolutely will. And, absolutely. And how's Sebastian doing? He's good. I mean, I mostly I know, mostly know how he's going from his Instagram. He seems like he's like really, really, really into um, into health these days and <laughs> and uh, eating eating well. <laughs> Still looks like he might be drinking well. He always <laughs> liked his wine. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, and he lives. I believe lives in Vegas. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Oh, he moved. I, I believe so. I, I I might be wrong about that, but it might, I I thought I I thought I saw something that that said he was in Vegas. Interesting. Um. So let me ask you this: I have a, I have a bunch of fan questions. We I want to get to them. Uh, when the idea for the reboot came came along, yeah. what, what was your reaction to that? To a year in the life. Oh, uh, I was excited, uh, but I was mostly excited for the fans. I mean, you know, for the decade, when I was on the show, I didn't really have this sense that we were doing anything that was like a pop culture phenomenon, right? Like I, it just, it wasn't really that big. Every once in a while, I'd walk into an Apple store or something like that, and somebody would recognize me. But for the most part, it was still a small show. Over the course of that decade, and as social media, because we forget when we were on the show, social media wasn't really a thing. Social media really kind of, it's dawn happened in the years after certainly its rise and that was when i suddenly had this direct engagement with fans in a way that i hadn't had before and i got to watch over that decade fans get more and more and more eager for a return to all of these characters so when the reboot was announced my first thought was oh my goodness the fans are going to be so happy <clears throat> yeah um I, yeah, I had the same experience. We were getting a tremendous amount of feedback every time we went out, walked out the door. When are you going to do another one? Let's do some more seasons. Come on, let's. When's it coming back? And I mean, it was, uh, and, it, and it really reached this sort of pinnacle at the uh, at South by Southwest. At, at a, no, at ATX. Or ATX, sorry. When sorry, we sorry. were at ATX. I mean, that was when I really felt like when we look, what, like looking out at that audience of all those people, it sort of, it sort of hit me at that point how if this doesn't happen, <laughs> like it, it just felt like this has to happen at this point, you know, um, there was just the, the, the fervor was just too high. Shout out to Astro Pro for sponsoring this episode and providing free samples. It's springtime and that means allergies. Mine have been throwing me off and I need something that works fast. That's where Astro Pro comes in. It's the first of its kind nasal allergy spray. And it is the fastest 24-hour over-the-counter spray you can get. It starts working in 30 minutes while other allergy sprays take hours. Plus, it is the first and only 24-hour steroid-free allergy spray. AstroPro delivers full prescription strength indoor and outdoor allergy relief from nasal congestion, runny and itchy nose, and sneezing. So if you suffer from allergies like I do, get fast-acting nasal allergy symptom relief with AstroPro. 
Go to astroproallergy.com for a discount so you can Astropro and go today. Visit A-S-T-E-P-R-O-allergy.com. Use as directed for relief of nasal congestion, runny nose, sneezing, and itchy nose due to allergies. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because God, I can't stay where I am like I am where it is. This isn't going to work. I, I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, if, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Neil Strauss host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex and then he's very vulnerable so you can kill him easily to die for is available now listen for free on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts i used to have so many men how this beguiling woman in her 50s she looked like a million bucks with zero qualifications she had a harvard plaque tricks her way past a wall of lawyers and agents. She's got all of these Maseratis and Bentleys all in the driveway. Is it like a mansion? Yes, it's a mansion. That this queen of the con uses to scam some of the biggest names in professional sports out of untold fortunes. About six million. Approximately $11 million. Nearly $10 million was all gone employing whatever means necessary to bleed her victims dry. She would probably have sex with one of her clients. Hide your money in your old rich man, because <laughs> she is on the prowl. Listen to Queen of the Con, Season 5, The Athlete Whisperer, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, so let's talk a little bit about it. really, truly was. That was a, a big moment for the show. Um, and it was perfect timing and I, I felt the will, the will to do it was there from 
all parties from ev- from everybody. Yeah. And I remember I remember this the the sentiment from the cast. I mean, you had like Kelly and you mm-hmm. were really like there was there was a, a a real sense of like we are ready to do this. Like right. please let's make this happen. And you know, I mean, obviously like her bigger powers than anything that anybody, including Amy on that stage, could make happen. So that was sort of an, in some ways, an, sort of a, an appeal to the, the, the greater studio gods, you know, that, um, that not only, uh, not only are the fans ready for it, but, but the cast is ready for it, which is always such an important thing that, that fans don't often realize that, you know, to make a show and to certainly make a reboot, it's pretty complicated. You've got to get a lot of people in line. You got to get a lot of contracts in line, all of that kind of stuff. And so, um, to hear a, a, a cast all say, "Yes, we're ready for this," um, that I think that was that was its sort of its most important moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, and it was a heck of a lot of fun to do. It really was. Yeah. Regardless of the result, it was it was it was really fun to do. Um, <laughs> Can you explain, let's talk about Remarcus, explain yeah. what it, what that is. Yeah. So I uh, came out here and my, I, I realized very quickly that I couldn't wait tables. It just wasn't for me. So I got into technology. I taught myself how to code and I started to code software and whatnot. And for about the first year and a half or so that I was here, I was building software and that, and then I met Noir Casey and then I got on the show and then it changed my life. And <laughs> Suddenly, I you know I was I was just only thinking about that. And, um, as the show came to an end, I decided I wanted to move behind the camera. I wrote a, uh, a I wrote a script that I sold to Warner Brothers uh, right after I, I the show ended, and that began my writing career and sort of began a career behind the camera. Um, that project gave me a really intimate relationship to, or a very very interesting insight into fandom in general. I got to see what it was like to write something. It was science fiction in a studio where fans were converging and see sort of how fans and and, and the studio interacted. And I, I thought there, there was a really interesting, but very strange, almost dysfunctional dynamic between how the fans saw themselves and how the, the studios did. Uh, and I just got really into this idea that fans have more, like they have more power and therefore should have more say in the IP that they evangelize. And this became something I was really obsessed with throughout the teens. Um, and in, or I, I'd say mid-teens, I started to build this product that was sort of trying to, to bring fans together to create content, like actually like create IP together. And it didn't really quite go where I wanted it to go. And I sort of hitting my head against the wall. And then in early 2021, my wife had our first child. And I thought that would be a good opportunity for me, for me to sort of reboot, step back from all of the the work that I was doing, trying to figure this out. And uh, in the late hours, feeding a baby, changing diapers, I just had this thought that maybe um, I should watch the television show that I was on for, you know, for, for, for five years, that maybe that was actually a better focus on fandom and relationship to fandom. I had this fandom that really loves me for something I didn't even know. I'm looking at like this baby girl thinking, maybe she's gonna watch the show before me. Like, <laughs> like that can't happen. And so I thought I'm gonna watch this show um, and I'm gonna show up every night in the audio room and whoever wants to join me, we're all gonna just count to three, press our play buttons at the same time, create a sort of social DVD style commentary track and watch the entire show. And I would let, 
fans lead me through the show, through a show that I was in that I certainly can provide value to them on. Like I can tell them some of my experience, but they can provide infinitely more value to me by, by, by guiding me through a story in a world that they know so much more intimately than, than I do. Mm-hmm. And it was amazing. We, we did it the entire summer, 154 episodes last summer. And somewhere halfway through that, I realized that I had a sort of the beginnings of, of a community and a platform around watching shows together. So I started building an app um, halfway through the summer teamed up with an ex um, Google, Amazon developer, friend of mine um, who came on as my co-founder. And we started building this thing. Uh, we finished Gilmore Girls in September and the community started to st- started to schedule other shows and it's growing and it's awesome. It's and it's probably the project that I'm most proud of uh, in my whole career. I got to be honest with you. Interesting. Well, good for you. Um... You know, it's 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 kind of remarkable how the fans have shaped this uh, podcast as well because we read all. Well, I don't read them all. Um, Amy Sugarman, the executive producer, reads all of them, and the team reads all of them. And they've they have such great suggestions for how to shape this yeah. podcast and what the content and all that kind of stuff. So so they are a very uh, they're a living, uh, breathing. Uh, um, uh, erudite group of people who who really know this show <laughs> Man. it's cool i mean it's yeah. really cool i mean i i love it i i i have developed relationships in the past year and a half with fans of the show that are just so precious to me um and and it really did begin with their love of a show that i was on but didn't really know mm-hmm. <laughs> which is just uh, the the mm-hmm. thing about it and now i can really i can truthfully say i am i am a huge fan of the show. I say this all the time. I wish that I, sometimes I wish that I had watched the show back when it was airing because I could have told folks like you, my, my colleagues, I could have told you how much I admired your work. And I I couldn't at that time because I didn't, because I didn't know your work. You know, I mean, you were just, you were just somebody that was on set with me that we just hung out and talked to as people. I didn't really know you as, uh, as a, as an actor on the show. And, and, um, and I mean, your work on the show is tremendous. Oh, thank you. So as, as is yours. Uh, thank you very much. But I, I really, I mean, you know, I just like, I have favorite characters, um, you know, uh, like I'm, I'm a huge Puffs fan. Like, <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, I am, I am a, I am a full fledged Gilmore Girls fan. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because God, I can't stay where I am, like I am, where it is. This isn't going to work. I I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how, I don't know where, I don't know what. God, if you show me, God, if you tell me, God, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Neil Strauss host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. 
I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey guys, this is Paris Hilton. Trapped in Treatment is back, and this season we're taking on Wasp. They held us in dog cages. They starved us. They beat us. They burned us and subject us to really horrible, uh, cruel and unusual punishment. After my personal experience at Provo Canyon School, I was shocked to learn that a man named Robert Litchfield, a man who got his start at the school that I went to, would go on to create a multi-million dollar empire. He was trying to brand us, so we were going to become the McDonald's in treatment. The Worldwide Association of Specialty Programs and Schools. They prey on, you know, a parent's really natural and beautiful love for their children in a really, really, unfortunately, effective way. At this time in my life now, if someone presented this program to me, and not just because I've already experienced it, sham, scam, beware. Listen to season two of Trapped in Treatment on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I used to have so many men. How this beguiling woman in her 50s... She looked like a million bucks. ...with zero qualifications... She had a Harvard plaque. ...tricks her way past a wall of lawyers and agents. She's got all of these Maseratis and Bentleys all in the driveway. Is it like a mansion? Yes, it's a mansion. ...that this queen of the con uses to scam some of the biggest names in professional sports out of untold fortunes about six million approximately 11 million dollars nearly 10 million dollars was all gone employing whatever means necessary to bleed her victims dry she would probably have sex with one of her clients hide your money in your old rich man because <laughs> she is on the prowl listen to queen of the con season five the athlete whisperer on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts Another thing about this show, it's amazing how it just keeps uh, going on with different generations. What's the craziest fan reaction you've encountered? The fa- the craziest fan reaction that I've encountered? Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I don't think I've had any really crazy fan reactions. This, this particular fandom, uh, while very passionate, I would also say are very normal. Yes. <laughs> right? Like... <laughs> like they're, they're 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 not you know i mean when you when you think about i mean look you you've definitely got your your 
folks dressing up like Taylor Dozy and, you know, and, and, and whatnot for festivals, which I guess, you know, is a little odd, but, you know, no more odd than people dressing up on Halloween. Uh, but when you think of fandoms, you, you typically um, imagine these very, like, you know, almost kind of delusionally crazy uh, um, folks. Uh, I, I've learned that that's not really um, fandom. Uh, mm-hmm. Again, part of the lesson that I've learned, but I think that this in particular, this fandom um, is full of a lot more normal uh, fans uh, or well, I would say more reserved fans. I haven't had any, but you know, when I go to fan fest, um, I've gone to fan fest in the, fa- in the past, people are really excited to see you and, right. um, you know, run up to you and to treat you, you know, one thing that, that I did have to kind of get used to is the idea that like, you know, a lot of fans treat, treat you as though they know you mm-hmm. because they feel they do know you, you mm-hmm. were in your, you were in their living room for years but they weren't in your living room. So there's, you know, getting used to this idea that people talk to you as though they're, you know, as though you're their buddy, but you aren't their buddy yet, which is also, by the way, another big inspiration for Remarcus. I kind of wanted to be their buddy. I sort of felt like, gosh, if you're going to treat me like I'm this old friend of yours, then we kind of need to know each other. Like, you know, I I don't, you know, I, I can't have I can't, I can't pretend with a smile that you're my friend. I, I, I kind of need to start developing relationships with, with fans. And so that was a, a, a big part of it. Um, but other than that, I wouldn't say anything really crazy. Um, no, me too. It's, it's always been pleasant. Uh, every single encounter has been a very pleasant experience. Um, and I do a lot of these conventions and, and, and they're all just wonderful sort of interactions with all these great people. And these aren't the type of fans that go yeah. to conventions. Yeah. That's that's We're, not a convention crowd, you know. I know, I know. And and yeah, they, I mean, it's true. And there, I feel like the uh, something like a festival that gives them this uh, sort of weekend in Stars Hollow is a little bit more this fandom speed than like going and and you know and, and oh and oh like no that. doubt oh no yeah. doubt oh yeah. I think that the appeal of a big part of the appeal of the show. It is the town. I think that the town is a character in the series that lives on in people's hearts. Right. When people talk about turning the show on or rewatching the show, you often hear folks say, I want to go to Stars Hollow. I, I want to return to Star- Stars Hollow and escape to Stars Hollow. So a festival for these fans really does have to make Stars Hollow as much of a, 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 of a character that they revisit than anybody sitting behind a table doing autographs. Well, I, I, so I sometimes wear the hat. You know, so. Oh, nice! Yeah, yeah like now. <laughs> <laughs> um, Although yeah. that one's a, that's a black hat. It is. It is. We need, uh, a, blue, we need a blue one. I, I but, have a, but it does have, but it is a snap in the front. At Remarcus, we got into big debates about the 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 period when when Luke started wearing the the hat that yeah. wasn't the snap right, front. Right. It had the metal we, buckle. Yeah. That yeah. Was, we were not fans. No. Well, I was not a fan. There were some people that were. We, there was some debate, but for most part, people were like snap the snaps that's that's the only way to go fits and starts it fits and yeah. starts when you're trying to create something so iconic but i do think that you know that, that you're right um a festival like that you know a festival like that 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 does allow fans of a show like this to really live in that world for a weekend kind mm-hmm. of feel like they're in that world it's the right kind of uh, of a fandom event for for this particular fandom um Absolutely. For sure. For sure. But you know, when they, when the fans come to a convention where I'm appearing or Yannick and I are appearing or Sean and 
Ayer appearing, uh, they have a blast. I mean, they they yeah, oh, yeah, they sure. really have fun for um, sure. For um, sure. Um, are you ready for rapid fire? Um, sure. No one's ever. Uh, no one's ever. Re- <laughs> no one's ever really ready for it. But okay, l- let's do it. Here I'll we go. I'll do my best. I'll All do right. my best. One, two, three, go. How many cups of coffee do you have a day? Um, uh, usually one, two on a good day, three on a bad. Are you Team Logan, Jess, or Dean? Uh, Team Logan for the original series. Team Jess for the revival. Who was your favorite Gilmore Girls character? Bad, bad. Uh, good answer. What would you order at Luke's Diner? Oh. Wink Winklers, of course. Uh, would you rather go on a road trip with Taylor or Michelle? That's not a serious question, is it? <laughs> <laughs> Michelle. Michelle. Uh, really? Like any day of the week. Of uh, course. Uh, 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 a, a road trip with Taylor? Yeah, I know. Uh, no, not a chance. Finish, finish the lyric. And where you lead, I will follow. Answer. Give me the answer. Everywhere that you tell me to. Anywhere. You, uh, oh, anywhere. Sorry, very anywhere good. That, you're the first one to answer that correctly. Nice. If you, if, you, if you need you need me to be with you, I will follow. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> where you lead. <laughs> We've actually sung that a few times. Like Todd and I have had at like events. So really? Really? I, I, I do. I, that, 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 um. That is in me. Uh, Jackson's vegetables or Suki's baked goods? Vegetables. I'm not really a huge sweets person. Would you rather listen to Drella's Harper or the Troubadours, Troubadours cover songs? The Troubadours cover songs. Chilton I Prep mean, or Stars, Stars Hollow High? Chilton Prep. I mean, we were barely at Stars Hollow High. And the Puffs are at, at Chilton Prep. And I want to get into the Puffs. So. <laughs> <laughs> I will do whatever to get into the box. <laughs> I'm going to see what I can do for you. Cause I'm, I'm going to try to get in myself. Maybe right, we'll good. start a, a guy's chapter, you know? Okay. Why yeah. not? Johnny, it was a blast catching up. It was great. Um, I will actually see you later, later this year. I, I'm, I'm going to be at the, there's a convention that we're doing together in. Oh, you're good. Oh, you're going to epics. Yeah. I'm going to epics. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. Which by the way, that, that, that particular convention sounds a lot like the, their, their whole concept for it, which is sort of, sort of this like snap and greed. It's like a lot more casual than a typical convention right, right. has a very Gilmore girls. I, well, I, there's five I, of us going to be there. It's going to be, yeah. it's going to be you, me, Yannick, uh, Matt Zucri, Sean, Sean and Greg and, Henry and, and, and Greg Henry. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The Huntsburgers are going to be there. Yeah. And it's supposed to be it, like, it's been, you know, it's, I, I was told that it's going to be like a very casual, right. very casual event. Um, yeah. And, and, uh, and yeah, again, I, I think that those are the kinds of events that, that, that this fandom. Uh, I, I think we're all going to do a, a group photo. We're all going to yeah. like, uh, I think on a Saturday, Saturday. Yeah. So that's cool. what August 19th through 21st. And where is it? Mount Pleasant, South Carolina. South Carolina. Ep- yeah. Uh, 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 epics festival or epics. Uh, it's something epics.cl or something like that or ci yeah, um something yeah but uh you can you can get tickets uh uh check out on my website scottyp.com and uh you'll get the information there we'll send it out in a newsletter and you can we'll probably post it on on the socials for i am all in um because that's going to be a big deal that's that's five yeah. gilmore guys together yeah. in yeah. one place and that's never one that hasn't place. happened before 
You know? No, it has not. No. That is a that's a big deal. That's a big that deal. Is a big deal. Um, <laughs> anyway, looking forward to seeing you in August. As um, am I. As am I. And, and it was really great catching up, man. It it's been a very long time, and and like I said. I've been watching the show and just been thinking, man, I got to tell Scott how great he is in this. Oh, so you're too kind. You're too kind, sir. Thank you uh, so much. We'll see each other soon. Yes, absolutely. All the best. Good luck with Remarkist. Everybody listening, check out John's uh, Remarkist. Yeah, go, go to Remarkist.com to, uh, to, to check out more information on the project. All right, buddy. Take care. All right. All the best. Okay. Talk soon. All right. Don't forget, follow us on Instagram at I am all in podcast and email us at Gilmore at iHeartRadio.com. Oh, you Gilmore fans, if you're looking for the best cup of coffee in the world, go to my website for my company, scottyp.com, S-C-O-T-T-Y-P.com, scottyp.com, grade one specialty coffee. Ah, summer, the best time of the year, usually doesn't come with a great deal. Soaring temperatures come with soaring prices. But what if there was another way? With IKEA, your summer plans can last longer than two weeks of vacation and be more affordable. At IKEA, everyone can have lounge chair access. No reservations needed. From affordable outdoor furniture to stylish accessories, They have all of the essentials that you need to soak up summer in style, no matter the size of your space. Start planning a better summer with IKEA. It's your outdoor dreams inside your budget. The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. As important as choosing the right destination when traveling is choosing the right travel partner. Gene! Gene Fodor! Gene was good! But be careful, because the worst trips result when two partners have two different agendas. The CIA really need your help, Gene. Freeze, Americano! Gene, run! Listen to Fodor's Guide to Espionage on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey guys, this is Paris Hilton. Trapped in Treatment is back, and this season we're taking on WASP, the worldwide association of specialty programs and schools. They held us in dog cages. They starved us. They beat us. It was trying to brand us. We were going to become the McDonald's in treatment. Join my hosts as they unravel the story of the largest and most shocking organization in the history of the troubled teen industry. Listen to season two of Trapped in Treatment on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.